1: Dave here. Before you listen to this podcast, make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program as we talk to Ross Tucker and Ronnie Hillman about this, that, and the other. Check it out. NFL.com slash podcast and iTunes. Now enjoy your show. The Around the NFL podcast
0: is a three-time offseason champion.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys?
3: Hey, Dan. What is happening? (laughs) What's up? Mark got a new car called Sashi Brown.
2: Wow. Sashi Sashi 4. You did. Congratulations. A lot of car drama. Congratulations. Well,
1: Uh, I named it. Hold I'll say real fast because it's in L.A. when it rains, and Dan had to do a long drive of his own last night. It it could essentially like a massive snowstorm in Yonkers broke out, and like all hell is – taken over the earth yeah <laughs> there are a lot
2: of unnecessary cliches about uh, Los angelinos and uh, having been here for you know better part of seven years or so you're one of them and and one of the things that does check out as a cliche though is people can't drive in the rain yeah it is a total meltdown uh there's cops everywhere. There are people with scared looks on their faces. When the sun goes down, when it's raining in the dark.
1: Forget it. It's they like a bre-
2: bunch of eight year olds driving. They break Forget into it. programming. The time, they break
4: into programming and talk about it. Like Stormwatch 2016.
2: I'm on the edge, man. Water yeah, I'm falls on from the edge. The sky. Right. Yeah, so Water. I'm driving
1: home with this like I just leased this car and I'm like, there's vehicles everywhere, everyone's honking, there's ambulances, police cars. I thought I'm certainly gonna get killed. This was a terrible idea. But when I got home and I realized the chaos, that the beauty that came out of the chaos, I had to name it Sashi 4. Mm. Now, You're all in part. on
3: Sashi. I love Sashi.
2: Oh, Mark's all in on a new Browns employee at the top <laughs> of the front office. What are these cliches about says, L.A. Says that, Sashi. that are untrue? What's that? What are these cliches about L.A. that are untrue? Uh, that all the people are fake and Oh, plastic. that's true. No, it's not.
3: That's very true. Wes, well, we you live haven't here. been here long
2: enough. To say that means you haven't talked to enough people that live here.
3: Honestly. I, I mean the majority of people are very disingenuous <laughs> i I
4: mean you're meeting the wrong people. I just hope that uh that this naming after a new brown star um i hope his Brown's tenure goes better uh than Colt McCoy. Who you named your son after? Colton. Yeah,
1: no, it's you know, Colton's become a. It's, that's <laughs> taken on a life of its own. Our second child. I forgot so, about that. but you're right. I have there is a habit here that needs to be there's, inspected. There's
2: also that annoying new Facebook feature where it will uh, basically illuminate things that you posted in from years past. And Mark shared with us uh, this morning that <laughs> one year ago uh, today. We were at Indianapolis, and it was a picture that Mark had posted on Facebook, shot from low to make him look as powerful as possible ah! and impressive as possible. Mike Pettin. Uh, I know. Oh, uh, wow. It's now depressing. the erstwhile Cleveland Browns. Well, the, coach. the good thing is
4: Colton, your son, what a handsome boy and a big a big shoulder guy. He now has a pretty good chance to have a better Browns career than Colt McCoy ever did. Oh, that's fair. What do you think? Wow.
1: I mean,
3: right. how, James how, Harrison will also end Colt. Got a, Colt wow, no, <laughs> no. James Harrison will be He'll still in be his in his
1: the 46th season at that point.
2: This is the uh, Tuesday or Thursday edition of the Around the NFL podcast sponsored by nobody. People are asking why we didn't bring up Scott trade. It's over. They can come back if they want. Yeah, I think Scott's got they to be should. in
4: negotiations to come back for, for next season, hopefully even sooner because, you know what, the off season those are some of our best shows, and uh, we get big listeners. Well,
2: Scott trade is, tr- he, you know, good guy, Scott, but he's almost treating us like he's the guy that graduated <laughs> from high school and had the high school girlfriend and is now going off to college, so he breaks up with his girlfriend because he thinks he's going to do better. Mm. But here's the thing. Uh, if he finds out that there's not something better than the Around the NFL podcast, and let's be honest, he probably won't, and then comes back to us, we might be with somebody else. Yeah, sure. you might. You that might. happens
4: in relationships. You come back for Christmas break, wow, uh, she looked pretty good.
2: She tightened up a little.
3: It's not personal. It's just business.
2: So just I'm going to throw out some possibilities if you're listening right now. <laughs> um, if you would like to advertise, because we are now free agents once again. Uh, Reebok, great shoe manufacturer. Uh, Chrysler, major makes sense. Car company. Dick's Sporting Goods. That's kind of the white whale for for this podcast.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Girl Scouts of America. Uh, you know, good cookies. That would Ooh. fit. Victory Tailgate, who made those boards that I have Ooh, in the that'd backyard, be a good one. and the WNBA. I like that because um, they need the publicity. The WNBA sponsors NFLs around the NFL podcast.
4: Their season is in the summer, so it's perfect. Don't they
2: get more free
3: publicity than any sports league ever?
2: I know. Maybe this is what they need to push them over the top because they Uh, thought Rebecca Lobo would do it, uh, but it didn't work out, so maybe this podcast will. Do you have any suggestions, Wes, as
1: somebody?
3: There's an obvious one. What? United States Postal Service.
1: (laughs) 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 They could use some buzz. They
3: could. They've got a lot more competition now than they did when I was there 20 years ago.
2: Um, Today's show is a good one. Yeah, so uh, U.S. – Postal Service, hit us up. Uh, today's show, solid one. I like it. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a new piece that Greg debuted on NFL.com. Are, are we okay, by the way, Greg? We're good.
4: Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of uh, Twitter messages at us, like trying to take sides or whatever. It's, right. it's not. It's not like that. People people don't realize we spend all day together. We're going to lunch. We're doing things that you know. Sometimes in families, you're gonna have little, little fractures, but and you're I, gonna come together stronger than ever.
2: And I'll say, like after the fact, as 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 a Catholic and and Greg's a Jew, uh, yeah, so it's similar. I believe you just sweep it under the rug and just let it stay in there. Just push it down, <laughs> push it, push Ow. it way down, and just leave it there. Yeah, it I feel like
1: you addressed. guys got it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. The healing I process got, began. I get what there. I needed.
4: Dan,
2: sure, yeah. What, what are No, saga? I was going to
4: say, I got I got out what I needed to. I'm not going to I'm not going to let it fester inside. I think the Jewish way would maybe be more just like honk about it for a while and then move on. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing a, mine. I'm down. Jew. It's gone. It's gone. It's good. Maybe maybe to come up, you know, after a night of drinking or something. You never know. <laughs> it's volcanic, you know, but we're good. For anyone that's asking. So you don't need to
0: send (laughs) any more tweets. I'm more
1: worried at the end of that, uh, by the end of that, (laughs) than I was at the beginning. I am so concerned about both of you
3: right now. Dan's
4: convincing. We're good.
3: As he (laughs) calls it, volcanic.
2: We're good. We're good. It's (laughs) just going to erupt someday. I'm just joking. Uh, We're going to talk about Greg's piece on the bubble. 36 AFC players who could be cut. And we'll talk about some NFC players as well. So these are, you know, well-known players. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Cumberland, for instance, uh, I believe, made this list. Well, I've got kind of the,
4: the big names and then there's the lesser names towards the bottom. So he's on the list. Cumby.
2: He's on the list. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Come be. Uh, we will also uh, dip into the old ATN mailbag, which we haven't done uh, in a few weeks. So we'd like to check in with our listeners. Uh, so that'll be fun. And of course, we start, as we always do or almost always do, with some news. And to do that, we got to bring in um, – she is a great woman, a, uh, uh, a very productive woman, a problem solver, as we saw again today before the show. Uh, all the drops disappeared on, the, on our iPad where you keep them, and what would you do? You fleshed it out and made it work. Sydney, Lassied, what's up?
1: Hey, guys, what's going on?
2: We're running out of time with you, aren't we?
1: Yeah, it's coming up quick. I've got till March fourth is my last day. Oh my god! Good, we'll only be on to our fourteenth producer, and I'm not exaggerating.
2: <laughs> I have a plan in place that I'm going to uh, reveal right before you leave Sydney uh, to make sure that you remain with us. But uh, oh, all right, I'm let's, excited uh, to see what that I won't even turns be there for be. your last day.
1: Oh no, Wes! No. Well, I think our our last podcast will probably be before that. So
2: okay, okay. Let's, uh, let's do some news. Guys. Sure. This was the part where I was going to ride off into the sunset, but seeing how there's no sunset, I'm just going to ride off. Well done, City. This is, It's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Jared Allen, who for 12 seasons was one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. He uh, posted a message on social media Thursday, along with a video, the, uh, an excerpt of which you just listened to, uh, in which he literally ran off uh, into the distance. There was no sunset, uh, but that was it. He's calling it a career, 12 years, 136 career sacks. That uh, puts him inside the top 10. Um, a great player, I think a Hall of Famer personally, uh, and a first-team All-Pro four times. Chris Wessling, you are a historian. 22 sacks he had one year, too. Not so long ago. Uh, you're a historian of the game. On a 3-13 and 13 team, I believe. Do you believe, Chris, that uh, Jared Allen is one of the premier definitive defensive players of his era? He's
3: one of the premier pass rushers of his era. I believe that. I think he's third all time with most—it's a weird number to to say, but most seasons of 11-plus sacks, only Reggie White and Bruce Smith have more, which is a testimony to his consistency that he would get at least 11— he would get double-digit sacks every season. Well, he had a
4: a different sort of career arc— where he, he was a good player but not a great player his first three years. He also was a problem for the Chiefs uh, off the field. He had a couple DUIs, had a suspension, um, had some dust-ups with the front office there, ends up getting traded, but has his best year with the Chiefs on in his last year. He led the league in sacks, and then really he had a, the best part of his career with the Vikings. Four first-team All-Pros. A lot of Hall of Fame players that do not have more than one or two first team operas. Ricky Jackson, who is a pass rusher who just made the Hall of Fame, he doesn't have any first, first you know, first teams. So to me, Allen's probably a guy that gets in at some point. I don't know if it'd be right away. His
3: but. problem is from his era you've got DeMarcus Ware, Julius Peppers, Dwight Farini, Robert Mathis. You've got tons of pass rushes. I put him behind all those guys except Mathis. I put him ahead of Mathis. It's
1: impossible yeah. to know at the Hall of Fame like how this stuff goes down, but there are lesser pass rushers in the Hall of Fame than Jared Allen. Well, you also get from that era also John Abraham, Jason Taylor. John
3: Abraham. There's a lot of guys John who Abraham. are very similar to Jared
2: Allen. Um, Listen to this year by year, and I know sacks can sometimes be misleading, but I love consistency over the years, and this was his first 10 years starting in 04, uh, sacks by year, 9, 11, seven and a half, 15 and a half led the league, Fourteen and a half, fourteen and a half, eleven, twenty-two, 11, 22 led the league, almost set the record, 12, 11 and a half before he uh, kind of went into his decline, of course, in those final seasons. But uh, r- remarkably consistent guy, and everybody's always paying money and trying to find in the draft or through free agency a pass or This guy did it for a decade.
3: Did you? Any of you guys notice uh, his little video where he's riding off into the sunset on a horse? Yeah, that was you know, what we just listened to. You know where he got that idea?
2: I don't know. Sydney.
1: Here, here we got it. This is Wes on Super Bowl Sunday, so or not Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, Wes. I'm going far back here.
2: The most
3: likely to walk off into the sunset. Ooh. Well, Peyton Manning
2: would be the obvious guess, but you're not an obvious man, Wes.
3: It's not Peyton Manning because he's not going to win the game. Okay, Ooh, that was wrong. It's Jared <laughs> Allen, who kind <laughs> of Ooh, has sorry. been a shadow of his former self over the last two years. Borderline Hall of Famer, but I think he knows there's not much left in the tank.
2: Well done, Wes. Well, I got the whole Super Bowl prediction wrong. Well, you
3: should yeah. have had that
1: edit that partial now. Yeah, you did it. That that's Sydney. Good.
2: That's why we have to let you go. You oh, got well. to clean that up a little bit. <laughs> that's a good job. You know why? Because it's been a,
3: it's good, been a good run. Guys. It's about me,
4: Sydney.
2: Yeah, Alan
4: part. It's of, about <laughs> me. <laughs> Alan part of uh, two pretty painful losses that I can think of when he was the closest to winning a title. The the Brett Favre losing in the oh. Superdome game. Oof. Uh he had a very good season that year. And then, of course, this Super Bowl loss is a tough way to end his career. But he's a rare guy that was part of a blockbuster trade in the NFL. Those don't happen anymore. Listen to this trade. When the Chiefs traded him to the Vikings, they got back a ton of draft picks. And they turned those draft picks into Brandon Albert and Jamal Charles. Whereas the Vikings turned a huge Jared Allen contract into something that actually played out. He stayed there for the whole contract, which you normally don't see, but he was that good. He, he lived up to the five- or six-year deal, so big win-win.
2: My favorite Jared Allen play is also one of the great bloopers of the 21st century in football. Uh, it was the play, Detroit Lions 0-16 season. Dan Orlovsky rolls right, right through the back of the end zone. It's Jared Allen who was That's in pursuit true. on the play. Uh, you could read about that. In the pain rankings, NFL. slash pain rankings. Mm, wow, uh, that is one of the uh, episodes of pain for the Detroit Lions. Skilled callback, emblematic of that season. Garrett like, Allen.
4: I feel like we might see done. more of him. He's going to be on NFL Network. I know uh, with a little, a little pop in the coming weeks, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if you see him more on NFL Network or on some.
2: Good d- dude, by the way. Yeah. Uh, very active with charity, the Wounded Warriors Project. Uh, always was very plugged in that uh, in that stuff, and I'm sure he'll continue. In his post career moving on Greg Jennings uh, wide receiver not afraid to talk always seems to have an opinion especially this time of year Uh, was on ESPN uh, this week had this to say about Ryan Tannehill uh, saying that he was not a elite quarterback this is the Dolphins quarterback this is no knock on Ryan this is not Ryan's choice he wants to be free he told ESPN he wants to have that freedom that liberty at the line of scrimmage as most quarterbacks do. When you show your quarterback that you trust him, you give him freedom. We don't know who Ryan Tannehill is, but we want him to be this great guy, this great quarterback, this franchise quarterback, but no one has given him the freedom. So I guess really what he's saying, he's putting it on the coaching staffs rather than the quarterback. But the the point of the matter is he's been in the league a while now, Ryan Tannehill. I don't don't know know if I can buy into that, that you put it all on this handcuff scenario.
1: I don't think he's the only player in that locker room that would – feel that way on any level. I mean, Tannehill's – Greg Jennings has been around elite quarterbacks. He has a measuring stick during the work week, every practice, every film session, and on Sundays to measure other quarterbacks by. He's being honest. This really
3: got on my radar. I know Dolphins fans tweeted me all afternoon saying I was making too big of a deal about it. But Greg Jennings spent last offseason heaping praise on Teddy Bridgewater and then for him to use the word far from elite – and then say you can quickly tell if one has it or not to me that's pretty obvious he's talking he, out of both sides of his mouth right please. but he, he's saying that he's far from elite that's for a 100 million dollar quarterback that's pretty telling
4: well, it wouldn't be stunning if he said anything well it wouldn't be stunning if he said nothing but it'd be stunning if he said he was elite i mean what is ryan tan he doesn't have, have, have to touch the elite I subject s- sure i he could have said it after his rookie year like that he has all these traits but Tannehill's a guy who does not seem to have developed much, and you could argue the other way, that the coaches haven't trusted him because maybe he hasn't shown them reason to trust him.
2: Yeah, and there are beat guys in Miami that have said that the feeling on Tannehill, guys have kind of wavered on on his ability at this point. I mean, he's been there – what has it been the start of there? Three or four years now. It's time – if you're ever going to actually make the leap – the time is now, or there's, it's not going to happen. They can get out of his contract after next year.
1: Well, to be fair, at least we probably won't have to write about this too much longer because Greg Jennings is not going to be around no, that he, team. He is one of the
4: one of the 36 guys uh, that I say is going to be
1: cut, and he's, a, he's for
4: sure going to be cut $4 million on the cap this year, and he barely produced anything. Am
2: I crazy, or do I remember the after he was on the way out of Green Bay, he had negative things to say about
3: yes. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yes, that was kind of like a joke that turned weird. They were they were making fun of each other back and forth, and then all of a sudden, James or uh, Greg Jennings didn't really have a leg to stand on. <laughs>
2: uh, the history of Greg Jennings. Uh, moving on, the Redskins and Kirk Cousins. Uh, everyone expects them to be uh, together by the kickoff of the 2016 season, but according to NFL media insider Ian Rapaport. Uh, who he reported Wednesday that the two sides have not gained traction on contract talks. Of course, the the safety net here is the franchise tag, which is just under $20 million for a one-year deal. Uh, Is this, Greg Rosenthal, anything other than a little ploy set in motion this time of year by agents and players uh, to get things
4: moving? Well, we tried to stay away from this story because it seemed ridiculous when it first came out on ESPN. And it was that they've broken off talks. And then later that day, multiple reports, no, they haven't broken off talks. and then, Oh, they've broken them. They are talking, but they're not going to have any. It, who cares? It's a week before the combine. So these reports giving play-by-play on a negotiation mean nothing. Well, they've broken off talks until they start talking again. I mean, that's they're going to continue to talk. they doing usually, the dance. Usually the combine is when that all really starts.
3: Or so what starts. you're saying is it's just not news. On news.
1: Well, and by the way, if the talk—if they never talk again this off season, you can franchise tag them. Well, are am not I mean, going to let Kirk Cousins just vanish into the mist.
4: And I don't think they might not talk a lot before March 1st, which is the the date you have to apply the franchise tag, and that's a problem for the Redskins because the franchise tag's 19 or 20 million or whatever it is, and so Kirk Cousins thinks, well, that's the baseline for where I want to start getting paid—19 or 20 million dollars a year. And that's a, that's a problem. I would keep him on the franchise tag because I don't really believe in Kirk Cousins.
3: I think it, w- it would be a boss move by the Redskins to not franchise him and not sign him to a long-term deal. And see what you can get on the up-and-market, Kirk Cousins. I don't think he can do better than the franchise tag.
2: Who's their quarterback if it doesn't work? I out?
3: don't know. You'd be, screwing, you'd be cutting off your nose to spite your face, but yeah. I just think it'd be cool. cool. If- well,
1: what if they wind oh, up with yeah. RG3 again? Disaster. Colt McCoy. <laughs> that will never happen.
3: <laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, so much ado about nothing. Is that what you're saying, Greg?
4: I'm just saying I wouldn't get too worked up about all these reports. It's all about leverage. Uh,
2: In other news, meanwhile, on the throne of sleaze. Uh, <laughs> Jared Mayo, the leader of the Patriots. This is Greg's copy. Leader of the Patriots defense since he was drafted in 2008, announced Tuesday that he's A is, leader, yeah. Chosen to retire. Uh, this the difference was in pure uh, two-time Pro Bowler, uh, AP Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2008. Uh, Instagram message with a I didn't read the message, but it, it did end with retiring a Patriot. So Jared May, who had had big-time moments in his career, faded as he approached age 30, walking away, ending his career. As a pat. Before
3: you like turn to Greg, I think it's funny that a guy who played a half a snap a game last year gets the gets the thunderstorm clouds on the throne of
2: sleep. <laughs> Those <laughs> were oh, no joke yeah. oh, thunderstorms. I collapse. didn't even
3: really understand that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well,
2: no, they were
4: going to cut him if if he didn't retire. It's this a little guy surprising he's retired. Was the
2: heartbeat of that defense? That, you <laughs> can see right.
4: from the reaction, he really oh, was a, a leader, but he wasn't a huge factor on the field since 2011 when he started. Uh, he got a big contract, and then he started a series of pretty big injuries. Torn pectoral, torn ACL, you know, a lot of a lot of injuries.
2: Back him. of that football card, you know what that it doesn't have? Couldn't measure his heart, can't measure what he meant to that locker room. We'll find out in September. Well,
3: he's, he was, uh, <laughs> to me, what I remember most about him is Belichick has always loved him from the time he came mm. out of Tennessee, but also that he's the bridge from that Teddy yes. Bruschi, Willie McGinnis group to the Jamie Collins, Chandler Jones. Group. He, he was. He came at a time when they were terrible at
4: drafting, and it was the first good defensive draft pick they had had in so long. And you're right. Belichick said he's one of the smartest. He, he said as a rookie, this guy is one of the smartest players I've ever coached, and that was his rookie year. He was a first-team All-Pro once. mm and uh, a rookie impressive. of the year. There's only so many people that have those two honors, but it's now screw fell yeah, down. I, I think what Greg and Wes are
1: saying <laughs> is these are the seeds of unrest and there's nothing ahead but dark darkness for well, the Patriots. But Greg, this is this is bad for, I, Greg. Good I know, for Dan. I expected darkness to come a couple
4: years ago. I'm ready. The the nine and seven seasons are arriving, whether it's this season or next, it's gonna happen. They've had their they've had a great run. I yeah. I don't believe any of that. I'm not buying a word of that.
2: Tom, Tommy boy, is going to be 39 this year. 12-4. Uh, <clears throat> Finally, here's the thing. This will get Wes excited or riled up at the very least. Uh, Chad Henney did not play a snap last year for the Jaguars. He hasn't played since September of 2014. He's been a backup to Blake Bortles. But guess what? Just got a 100% raise from his last contract. Two years, $8 million, according to our own Rand Getlin. Uh, I just want to throw that out there, that he his, his 2014 contract was two years, $4 Chad Henney's 2016 contract is two years, $8 million. It's good to be a quarterback. Not so much a blogger, Wes. He got a 100% raise for doing nothing. Just because Blake Bortles likes him. It's I still get play,
3: paid like a paper boy, and I do my job as well as anybody out there. This is an outrage, and it's about me. Wow,
4: the live about me. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, I support Wes getting more and more money in
3: all endeavors. Thank you. What more do Appreciate. I need to say? Greg oh. has been in my corner.
1: We are just powerless as a group.
2: Um, Anything you have to say, Mark? Well,
1: I think you – did you leave one news item out?
2: No, uh, I didn't think so.
1: Yeah, well, we just learned before we came up here, we probably would have posted it if we didn't have to rush up here and do the podcast, but 49ers announce that uh, Al Guido has been promoted to President Greg. Your thoughts? Wait, I thought you <laughs> – Your thoughts, Greg? Uh,
4: I thought Parag – No, 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 Al Guido. Let's go down the Al Guido road. Well, to me, Guido hasn't really shown that much. Like, you're betting on his future, like, potential. But where's the production? Biggest Guido since Father
3: Guido Sarducci on Saturday Night Live.
2: I feel like kind of a shot, Greg. Was that a 1977 Saturday Night Live (laughs) reference? Whoa.
4: (laughs) That West. I think it's like come eight, back to us. I think it's like 83. Um, <laughs> my dad listens in the off season. He loved that one. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, wait, man. I thought we really was like Dan Aykroyd was the only SNL cast man that matters. I don't I yeah, don't believe that the the,
4: the fish, <coughs> the fish thing was hilarious. The bass of matic. Oh I was not. I didn't I was, think that I was never. That I one. never got that. Uh, I thought we really were going to have another um Big news item that dropped right before we got here, which Mike Malarkey has named his offense for 2016. <laughs> oh, and that yeah. name is Exotic Smash Mouth. Oh. Oh, come on. What, what the heck? He Dude, said that's what, what they sh- used to call it back in Pittsburgh with Cordell Stewart Exotic Smash Mouth.
2: Has any team ever 2016? been more doomed <laughs> than the Titans in 2016?
1: Well, I mean if 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 we're going to get on Wes for referencing 1970s SNL skits, yeah. we should get on Mike Malarkey for every time he references anything he accomplished in coaching. It was the Tommy Maddox era Steelers in 2003. That should be the Titans motto.
3: Titans football, welcome to 2003.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exotic, and that's Exotic Smash mouth. I I think get the t-shirts. What going. nonsense. Yeah.
3: Total
2: Malarkey by Mike Malarkey.
1: Roto World appropriately destroyed his comments. It was an <laughs> enjoyable read.
2: And as we just have. And that's what's happening in the news. Uh before we get to uh our on the bubble discussion, I just wanted to bring up one thing with you guys. Um you know how I I wanted to uh it was a big push that I made last off season. I wanted to to bring back the winning and I thought there was a chance to bring it back into the Cultural, uh, uh, you know, here, here, milieu, thank you, even better, and it, it just didn't work out because of, you know Charlie's health woes, which I could not see coming. Well, you you say that, and yet there was a long time between when you were trying
4: to build it up and when the health problems came about, and I didn't I didn't really hear it that well, much when I was going around the time. Can I
2: be honest with you? There was a kind of an extended rollout. I had kind of think a big picture, <laughs> right, right, and right when I was really starting to push it. Uh, dude gets the virus that causes AIDS. What am I supposed to do about it? So I got to move on.
4: Never had a chance to go anywhere. All right. Well, how about this? I so that a... was you being honest with me. I got it. Okay.
2: I got a new... I got reference. another one though. <laughs> I got another one, and uh, uh, this I'm going to bring this back. <laughs> I think it's 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 election season. <laughs> you okay, Wes?
3: Oh, yeah, I got some issues. Uh,
2: it's election season. Uh, every you know everybody at the water cooler they're talking about politics and who's going to be the next president. So I'm I'm bringing. I'm bringing it back. city.
3: And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House.
1: Yeah! I'm bringing oh, back the Dean wow. Scream. Yeah. Oh, wow. Vermont yeah! doctor, Howard Dean. I'm bringing it back. Yeah! And again. Yeah! It's, uh, it's timely,
2: <laughs> um, something people can connect with, and smart.
1: Well, it's two That's of smart.
4: those things. Well, <laughs> it's smart. Now. <laughs> None of the is true, but the, does it have bring it back now you know duh winning that had a big cachet of 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 everyone
1: duh. winning
4: of everyone in this in this uh, in these couple of rooms I'm including everyone back in you know behind the glass Sydney and everyone helping. How many people if they heard that clip would even know what it was? I would not know what, what? that was the Dean scream if someone had just played that cold,
2: I would not know what that. Ah! was. That's I, that's why I'm bringing it back, because it's something that I think if it comes back in the right spot, <laughs> I think people will be whether they're new to it or it brings back some sensors in their brain Like, wow, that captures an exact feeling I have that I want to share. Yeah. Yeah, and
4: yeah. can we hear the whole thing? Because I think just the scream is really tough.
2: And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> Howard Dean, for those that are too young, this happened in 2004. He was a Democratic uh, candidate uh, during the primaries that lost uh, in Iowa, the first caucus, finished third, and he was trying to pump up his own troops. And when he dropped the scream, Ah! it became such a a, 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 a moment to
1: mock him that he never recovered as a candidate. He was out of the race. He was almost Ross Perot-like in that he – was not going to get votes, but it, this was in the middle of the Bush White House, where a lot of people were angry, country divided. Yes. Our Dean, he was channeling people's anger, half the country's anger. But then yeah. the minute the votes happened, the whole thing went south, and it had a lot to do with that moment. The dean, screen. You just said five minutes ago. Come back to us, Wes, and then you
3: pull this whole this this, this, this is, would go back. This would be great stuff for our political podcast.
4: But you know what? Maybe Dan is on to something here because you know what kind of candidate would have made sense in this 2016 culture. A lot of anger. A lot of really people at both sides. You know, who's angrier than, than people that support Donald Trump? Who's, who's angrier than Bernie Sanders? Maybe it's Howard Dean's time. Yeah. I mean, I can only
1: hope you, that, like, a life-threatening analyst doesn't kill this bit, too. Well, yeah, exactly.
2: That's You just have your fingers crossed. So this, whenever you feel uh, you need to rally the troops, you get overly excited, you feel like there's something deep within, and you must explode Ah! There you go. The Dean scream <laughs> back in 2016, if I have anything to do with it, and now we move on. Wes?
3: I can't identify with that. Okay. <laughs> what? That was supportive.
2: We should see if we can get Dean on the show. No, the only no. He's, with the Howard D- he is far too busy. The only SNL cast member that mattered was Joe Piscopo. <laughs> I wish I could have a tall one with him, a Toby Island.
4: Dan now impersonating Damashek's impersonation
2: of Wes. (laughs) It's the best I can do. Oh, my. On the bubble, players that could be released. Greg dropped a bomb on the internet uh, today. Um, AFC was the first team that he released, and you broke it into uh, categories uh, from potential surprise cuts to a man that had a category of his own. Uh, to a category Broncos hope it doesn't come to this. I think we know who that is. And then, of course, strong candidates for release. Let's uh, We could jump around on the list. We don't need to go through them all. But I want to just, number one, right off the top, and this one is something I talked about with uh, Connie Fox on NFL Now on Wednesday. You have Arian Foster is I guess, the strongest candidate for release. And... It's money. It has to be mostly money motivated. He blew out his Achilles. He's been getting hurt almost every year. He had two surgeries, in fact, last year. But is due Greg six and a half million with another half million in bonus money potentially. And I would think that I guess the Texans are just ready to move on, right? I'm I'm not
4: confident he's going to get cut, but a torn Achilles. Tenth- Have at number one. Well, it's not a, necessarily an order of most. Oh, pack- I see. but I, I do. I do have them. And yeah, I just kind of put big name. You want to put some flashy names at the top. Get people's attention. Pull like, back Ar- that curtain. Ar- Foster. <laughs> uh, well, I, he is a good. I, I think he's a very strong candidate to get released. It wouldn't shock me if they kept him. But his age coming off that injury, I think they like Gary and Foster, but they also just might be kind of ready. He's not from this Bill O'Brien regime. I think they're just ready to start over. Don't they? Need, they don't really have anyone. Here's there. Here's the though. thing. Uh, that you, makes boy, sense. bang,
2: bang, chicken and shrimp chicken. What is it? Chicken, bang, and bang, shrimp. chicken and shrimp. He's he's not going to be the guy. Um. Here's the thing. That makes sense, like, in theory, when it's early February. But then you think about, well, if they don't bring him back, he was he is the best player on your offense. If he comes back healthy and then what, what are you going to do? I mean, do they have what's their cap situation? If they have the money, why not just keep him and see if he can give you another year?
4: They're in decent shape, relatively. Like most teams, they don't have major, major problems. They have other guys that they can cut, too. Vince Wilfork would be one of them. Brian Cushing's a guy with a huge cap number, mm. and yet it seems like they really see him as a team leader and the glue and what they're all about and so that he's not going to mm-hmm. get cut. But he's paid like a superstar for a for guy who doesn't really play like
2: that. It's, it surprises me a little bit also. I had a feeling that Foster might retire after that injury. He seems like a guy that wasn't going to play well into his 30s, but we haven't heard anything like that. Wes? Yeah. Yeah, he's well, still in. recovering from Dean's screen. No, I was
3: thinking I'm already moving down to number two on this. Go ahead. Because Mario Williams, to me, after the fr- franchise tags are over and after Mario Williams gets cut by the Bills, he's going to be one of the top five names on our top 101 free agents Ooh, list. I don't know. Really? Top five? By right. the time you take away the franchise,
4: guys, I think he will be. 31 years old, and I don't think Arian Foster's ever been a problem. Uh, for the Texans, but he also seems like a guy like maybe they they they'd be fine just kind of moving on with and Mario Williams even more so. I don't think has a reputation as this guy's the first one in the building, the last one to leave. You know, he's a leader of the team. You don't hear those things about Mario Williams, and now you're getting the 31 years old. He's always relied on. A lot of talent. I don't know.
1: He was maybe, like the he worst a cliff. Uh, voice of PR for that organization all last season. I mean, you can't have a, a player squawking against your coach and his scheme all year long. Jim Schwartz didn't have any problems with him. No.
4: I mean, he's he, – and maybe he would fit in Philadelphia. There you go. Uh, he he will not lack for suitors, though. And he could still have some good years how you get paid. All I mean is that there's a – it wouldn't shock me if Mario Williams does not have a Julius Peppers – end of his career where he keeps it going another five years, you know, at a very good starter level. It wouldn't shock me if he's out of the league in a year or two. This guy's made a lot of money,
2: although he owes a lot of money oh, yeah. to his ex uh, fiance. Ooh, or whatever oh,
1: that's that, in the weeds. That that's
2: now I know after looking at this closer that it's not an order necessarily because then Dwayne Bowe, who's number 15 should be number one, obviously, Quick description here. Last year's worst free agent signing should be one and done. I bet Sessler agrees. And I'll slide down here to Cameron Wake, who is under your potential surprise cuts. I really love – first of all, I would love Cameron Wake, uh, you know, signing with the Jets and giving me a premium veteran pass rusher. Uh, I also like in this copy, Greg, you call him sneaky old. Is that a thing? Yeah, he's sneaky old because you think of
4: Cameron Wake, he should be in the – prime like – he should be about Mario Williams' age, but
3: you forget about those CFL this, years. This happened. Dan it, down in the newsroom said that, and Mark said, oh, yeah, he's like 31. No. There you sneaky go. Sneaky old. He's 34. Uh, I don't care anything. coming off that,
1: Achilles. Anything anyone sneaky did in old. Canada doesn't count, so I subtract <laughs> that from his age. Wait, what did you say back Anything. Out? I love Canada. It's, I'm sure it's a nice place, but in anything that occurs in Canada, I remove from someone's age.
2: Do you, Greg, do you put anything Canadian-related, does that get sneaky in front of it, not just age? I like that idea. I love
4: idea. I've met a few sneaky Eskimos. I had a sneaky great time every time I go to Montreal. It's not really that
1: sneaky. Mark, Mark, uh, what have you done in Canada? Actually, I have been to Vancouver, and one of the best times I've ever had. So it wasn't really a shot at Canada. I'm just saying it removes from your – maybe I'm saying it energizes you. It makes you younger. uh, Mark, you could also make the argument is sneaky old. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Why is Wes laughing? I don't know. I don't know where it came from.
2: It's actually, I know it. I'm
1: going sang, right to HR, with
3: but that. it's
4: a compliment. It is a compliment. a compliment. I. It stuns me. It stuns me that you're older than me at
1: all, or you know. We'll find out if human resources the, thinks it's a compliment. Considering <laughs> wow.
3: that Greg's your mentor and he's five years younger
1: than you. Well, I don't see age that way. Greg is just a resource of experience, knowledge, <laughs> and wisdom. I uh, uh, I do want to talk about these yeah, dolphins please. for a
0: sec
4: because Cameron Wake, Jordan Cameron and Brent Grimes are all in very similar situations. Big names, and I think they all have to take pay cuts. I think Cameron Wake is going to stick around. Ian Rappaport reported they're going to work on an extension maybe to lower his number, kind of like Terrell Suggs did. He's 34 coming off a of torn Achilles. Brent Grimes is the same way. I think he's going to have to take a pay cut. And if you're the Dolphins, do you keep Jordan Cameron on your team after what happened last year? He's due $7.5 million in salary. I
3: like Jordan Cameron, but they didn't use him as much as I thought they would. I don't, he, I don't think he's worth a
2: $7.5 million. Talent. How about this? How about this? He gets cut. Browns get him at a bargain rate. Two tight ends set. Jordan Cameron Gary Banj. They rip up the NFL with well, a rookie quarterback. That might be
1: happening. They just parted ways with Jim Dre. <laughs> but doesn't Cameron feel like a guy? They rip up the NFL. <laughs> I think Hugh Jackson would like that. Doesn't Cameron feel like a hot and cold guy? One year's good, the next year's he fades off the map. But I mean, part of that is Miami's offense less uh, and
2: Cleveland's offense for that matter. Maybe well, just needs to go fair.
4: somewhere healthy. They, you look. I looked at their roster and they have. They are one of the only teams that has some cap issues, and they have a lot of holes. They have a lot of free agents. They have a lot of guys that they could cut. Like Koamisi's another one uh, off the top of my head. That there's many more. Uh, just not a. Not a good team. You're have, have you noticed what's going over. on with this list, Dan? What?
3: what? Something mm-hmm. sneaky going on with this list. Mm-hmm. It's grown in size by nearly a hundred percent from last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's a surrogate for Greg. You know how he doesn't pick games anymore. Oh. This is like how he puts skin in the game. Uh. <laughs> he's he's, he infe- he's invested in these predictions now, and he something. likes to go. He likes to go in depth. So when, like, say, Donald Brown gets cut by the Chargers, he like, can say, "I called
4: that." Oh, I know. I, I realized I left a few that's people a off, call. and I was annoyed because I didn't want to change the number. Scott Chandler should be on there. There's oh, the you're in a kind of like
2: a battle with yourself because, and that's I forgot Dwayne Bowen until the last second, and that's why he was 50. You got that Jeff was... Cumberland on the list though. Good for you. I snuck I snuck Cumbie on there, and it was nice of you to put Dennis Pitt on the list, like he's you know a real NFL player. Still. I appreciate
1: Dude. that Greg went <laughs> around the room and surveyed fans of various teams to get their uh, input. It wasn't a one-stop shop because. Just the boss operation. He's really invested in this project.
2: I like Wes's theory. This is your outlet, Greg. Very good. Uh, let's check out the NFC side of things. And, just uh, you know, some interesting names that I you think can maybe uh, materialize elsewhere and do good things. RG3, I don't know about that. And, Wes, you wrote a piece about, uh, let's say he's gone from Washington, but some people had said maybe Houston makes sense, but maybe not. John McClain –
3: believes that they want a first-round draft pick or an early-round quarterback, and they're not interested in Sam Bradford or Robert Griffin III. And their owner has basically said that, that we think we can get one of these prospects. A well-plugged-in
4: uh, Cowboys uh, writer, Jean jacques Taylor, made a, a big, strong case that they will not go after RG3 as well, which I found interesting.
1: I wonder if the Texans really regret not taking a guy like Blake Bortles when they took Clowney at the top of the draft. Not you can't look back and really do much about it, but I mean Bill O'Brien's whole mission when he came to Houston was to hand pick a quarterback, groom him, and instead he's been dealing with, you know, third tier junk. Could
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Could R G three be kind of on the unemployment line much longer than people maybe originally thought? Or will somebody jump I think
1: in? a coach is going to, someone somewhere is going to jump on the idea, not as a starter necessarily, He'll but bring him up. in. Yep.
2: Hmm. Uh, elsewhere on this list, uh, you have Mike Wallace. Interesting where his career has gone in the last three years because he went from, uh, you know, big years with Ben Roethlisberger to a huge contract with Miami. That didn't work out. Minnesota looked like a bad match from the very beginning, and that's probably going to lead to him leaving town after, um, what was it, just one year there? Was he just there? One yeah, year? one year. One year. Now, what kind of market would Mike Wallace have? He's still a younger, youngish guy. Sneaky young, perhaps.
4: He is sneaky young, but he's sneaky unproductive. I mean, yeah. 11 and a half He's made a lot of money for not a ton of production. You don't want to be on this list two years in a row. That's what I was.
3: Living off of 2011. That's
4: what I was realizing as I was doing it. Some people that were on this two years in a row. Mike Wallace uh, was one. Trent Cole. Actually, a couple of the Colts. Trent Cole. Uh, who got cut by the Eagles last year. He's going to get cut by the Colts this time. And Andre Johnson, who we we all thought was a good signing by the Colts, but I don't think there's any way they're going to bring him back for another year in
3: Indianapolis. So maybe you don't want to sign another team's junk. Yeah, that's generally how
2: it goes. Throw somebody else out there, Greg.
3: I think uh, Victor Cruz is interesting because Mm. I've reached the point where I'm not going to write about this guy anymore. I don't consider him an NFL player. And I don't know why people still treat like news about him as he's still a star. I've never seen a skill position player come back from patellar tendon surgery and be what he was. I'm not convinced Victor Cruz can ever be a starter again.
2: There was a time, and I think this is probably the reason. First of all, he's a New York player. Second of all, before Odell Beckham came, Victor Cruz was like the – Big name. I mean, that guy. He was a huge star when he came out of nowhere with the great story and all that. So I think people are invested in him just because of his history and what he was able to do with Eli Manning when he was healthy. He's on the team. I mean, they got.
4: He's still on the team and <laughs> he's due ten million dollars. So you got to talk about him. He's got no, You go. don't. You, you gotta, don't have to talk about. You got to figure something out to do with him. He's one of the highest paid players on their team. He I won't be they, on the team at that salary. I think. Yeah, I think they'll they'll find a way to try to cut him. It, it, it's similar to. Ryan Clady was a guy I put on this list too. I thought, oh, maybe the Broncos would keep Ryan Clady or they'll figure out a new thing. But like Cruz, why would you assume that Ryan Clady can play anymore? I mean, it, not to be harsh about it, but he just he's missed two of the three last seasons with serious, serious injuries. And even when he played, like Cruz, who played a little bit, he didn't really look
3: like a, his old self. They Vic- tried to trade for Joe Thomas. I think that speaks volumes about what they think of Ryan Clady.
1: Victor Cruz is an ideal fit for Connor Orr's Portland River Hogs. Ooh. That's where you go revive it.
4: Some of the some of the surprises in the NFC, uh, I wanted to keep an eye. On. Would you guys cut Nick Foles, even though you have to pay him his salary? Anyways, get him out of there. Six million. Like, do you? Are you so annoyed with the Nick Foles experience? Especially because
1: you are starting over in Los Angeles. That's a team that needs to rebrand that position completely, and that's too depressing to have Nick Foles at quarterback when you get to LA. I'm not that i'm not seven million dollars something that you're just stuck paying him anyway nah, i'm not that turned off
3: by the nick fools experience but it was clear the way the coaching staff treated him down the stretch that they had no more use for him mm. jason peters guy who's
4: got some first team all pros is an interesting guy to watch they've come out and said he he's going to be back though haven't they, they they've they said that they want him to be back but you never know sometimes i we've seen at the combine guys. Will GMs will say right to your face that a guy's gonna be back, and then you see him on the transaction wire two weeks later. No, that's they terrible. Don't, they don't. They tell the truth. <laughs> that's <horrible>. Greg,
1: <laughs> At that event.
2: Anything else, Greg? I think that's good. You
1: Did know, a
4: good
2: job. You have to check it out. Did a good job. So yeah, check out Greg's Heat Seeker. He's got the AFC already up by the time this goes live. Will we have the NFC on the site as well? The NFC will go up fri- Friday morning. Friday morning. Is there a vanity URL? I like NFL.com slash on the bubble.
4: I think it's AFC cuts. That would be better Oof. though. I like up- We
3: all have Vanity oh, yours. Really? Now that- it can be NFL.com slash Rosenthal. Whoa. NFL.com slash Hansas.
2: Wessling. Sossler. Patra and Or uh, everyone. An or speaking of which, six across when we go to the Combine next week, the whole team's going to be together. Oof. How the fun is that? Time. Has it's that our- ever happened? Have we ever been in well, the no, same you place know, uh, at the same time?
1: Not everyone participated because apparently some were up in their hotel rooms, but there was like a nine-hour crossover and- at the Super Bowl where <laughs> Patrick – this was at the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl where Patrick was covering the Pro Bowl which was in we Arizona. We didn't see each other. I know no, exactly, but we were, okay. we were, we we blew the opportunity. We were all in the same, within fifty feet of each other.
2: Not only are we all going to be together, we're going to go to Saint Elmo Steakhouse together. We're going to go to Connor's little cigar underground hut that he found in Indianapolis, where we'll be awash in red light, drinking brown liquor and smoking cigars. Love Indianapolis.
4: I'm not. You can't make
3: me smoke cigars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not smoking cigars either. That's hideous. Oh, God. I'll go there. I've been there. What what, what a common man you are, Wes. Come on. I'm a stogie.
3: Common enough to have asthma and know that's dumb (laughs) to smoke cigars with asthma. (laughs) I'll give you a pass for the asthma. I forgot about that. Um, All right. I'll give you asthma.
2: (laughs) What does that mean? It's a line from a movie. Really? It was Caddy What year? For
1: heaven's sakes.
2: You wouldn't know. The ultimate like Bassomatic I, I, and Caddyshack in the same
1: show. Wait, I didn't like Bassomatic.
2: <laughs> it's about
1: me. <laughs> That's like the third drop. Wes is like not graduated from VCR cassette tapes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just killed Wes with that one. All right. Uh, before we go, like we said, made a promise. We're going to hit the mailbag. So let's start uh, with. though I kind of like this. This is going to be a tough one, and I didn't give you guys a heads up. I wanted to, but forgot to. But if you have one in mind. This from Daryl Turner at D Turner seventy eight. Dumbest free agent move you know will happen. Ooh. Dumbest free agent move you know will happen. Does anything spring to mind? Whether it's a, a player going somewhere, a team that will make an obvious play for a position or a specific player. Dumbest free agent move you know will happen.
1: Wow. Well, I'll throw one out there. I sure. mean, I. Like we just said, I like the idea of someone attempting to fix RG3's career, but if two months from now we're writing our 40th of 728 articles about some hapless franchise latching on to RG3 as the quarterback's savior and they paid him a lot of money to do it, massive blunder. I don't think you make him anything more than a project.
2: How about Well, how about this? How about all those things that you know will happen? Despite what we might be hearing from other sources, Jared Jones can't help himself goes get goes and gets RG3, and then because this is what he does, or maybe Steven does it, on some interview in the early August, he drops something along the lines of, you know, the best quarterback, maybe the best man win, and all of a sudden there's a fake quarterback competition mm. through training camp that we have to write about. Terrible. Hate the thought of that.
3: Without an ounce of remorse for anything he's done, Greg Hardy will get a new contract in
2: another city. That's my mm. prediction. for I
3: don't know. Maybe he's done.
4: If the Cowboys can't stand him, maybe... People just give up on him? I don't
2: know. He really did not do himself any favors this season. Here's my it's prediction for
4: a dumb thing. The Dolphins sign a big shiny toy at some
2: point. They, <laughs> they, they don't bring
4: back Olivier Vernon or, uh, or Dan's boy, Lamar Ollie. Miller, future Hall of Famer. Uh, but but they do sign someone,
2: Malik Jackson or something, to a $100 million contract. Uh, all right. There you go. Uh, next up, here's a good question. Zach Trapp at Z, Z- Trappity. If, what are you doing over there, Mark?
1: Sorry. The fold thing Had about uh, an hour's sleep. I'm just uh, staying awake.
2: If Dalton comes back to Earth in 2016, will the AD scale be a thing again? I would think so, right? Sure. Did we ever decide who was the new AD scale? What was the
3: – I think we went with Alex Smith, but I don't know if the, anyone was sold on it. The voters were very
4: split on Tannehill.
2: Oh, that's right. We put it to yeah, vote.
4: Tana scale, Alex Smith, and uh, I don't know who else, but it was those were the two that the voters liked. But I thought Alex Smith was easily – the pick, it just didn't. It wasn't a,
2: It wasn't a sexy pick, but at the same time, isn't that the the it's heart the of the eighties scale? The Not a sexy. It's a no think
3: Jay Cutler's the perfect
1: one. Well, I mean, but the, everything would be kind of right in the world again if Del if Dalton came back to Earth and we and he fit perfectly back into the scale that was created.
2: We'll see if it happens. This from Luke at Jazz Hand to Luke. <laughs> uh, if Mark Sessler was to kidnap a celebrity and eternally disappear into the forest. Who's the celeb? This is a felony, by the way, a felony right here, and yet believable. I don't think this guy has a good read on Mark. Sessler. Potentially a capital uh, crime, but if Mark was to dis- kidnap a celebrity, eternally disappear, which means never come back, who's the celeb? Before Mark answers that question, maybe we can offer who we think uh, Mark would take. Um,
1: hmm. I'm baffled. So I am.
3: I don't. I can't picture Mark ever kidnapping anyone. It seems like a weird read on who Mark Sessler is. Mm.
2: You don't think Mark's a kidnapper? Is the right?
3: whole reason for him to vanish <laughs> into the mist or the woods is to do it alone. That's true. <sighs> yeah, that's true. I, I would go with Greg Roman. I feel like... <laughs> Definitely uh, a coordinator.
0: It, is yeah, a exactly.
4: Better. I was just going through the list of coordinators, and I, I think Mark, if he's if it's going to be eternal, he wants someone he can chew the fat with, and uh, I think him and Roman, they, they like talking.
2: My I would say... Yeah, a coordinator, that that feels good. What about Natalie Portman? I think Mark has always had a fascination. He is married. Well, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're running over, kidnapping someone, and going into the woods forever.
1: Well, the idea of kidnapping. Like a female in running away is a disastrous. It's, pro- uh, it's problematic. I think if you're asking, do I? Is there a fascination with Natalie Portman? Sure, but I don't want to think that it leads to kidnapping.
2: On, for, on Luke's behalf, let's rephrase it. You get someone to willfully go into the woods with you forever. Right. You can't answer oh. the Portman question. What would be I, your uh, choice?
1: I think I. It's it's actually. Something came to me. I think it's Bill Belichick.
2: Oh my God! That is the worst. Well, he, I'll tell you why. Choice. I do <laughs> hang out with
1: the guy. I shake up. I won't ever get to see it, but I shake up the AFC for the rest of time. What? Mark doesn't what? bring every, Mark doesn't bring anyone into the woods with him because he knows what's
3: already waiting for him are wood nymphs.
2: <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> Belichick's a big guy. You're not. You're not. Gonna, a ter- I, that I'm, would help Belichick. you. I
2: would be helping you. Yeah, but think about yourself, man.
1: This is you got to like spend Belichick. the next thirty
2: years of your life.
1: I know, but I like Belichick, so I would like talking to him.
4: You, this, you, you know. sent letters to him when you were young. Sure.
1: Time. So I'd just be kind of putting that full circle.
2: This, is, uh, this next one's from Will Robinson, a um, former uh, NFL media employee oh, yeah, and editor. Very good dude. We love Will Robinson. Now writes for Entertainment Weekly. Um, good question from Will. What would be the NFL equivalent of the reignited Kanye West Taylor Swift beef? Uh, Wes, are you aware of the latest in this?
3: I know that every time Kanye West opens his mouth is to discredit another human being. So, yes, I'm aware of it.
2: Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> the way I look at this question, and we don't need to get into their beef, but what would be... They These are probably the two biggest stars in entertainment, or at least uh, the music world, Kanye and Taylor. So, who would be, like, the two biggest, brightest stars clashing for all of our amusement? So, I would go... Let's say Cam Whoa. Newton and Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's saying reignited choice. though, and it, mm. like it would have to have some sort of
4: previous
3: beef.
1: So we can't go OCU um, Minora, Lashawn McCoy, Lashawn
3: McCoy, and every player in the league. You're, <laughs> you're right though; it would have to be. He's not big enough, McCoy big. though.
1: Lashawn McCoy and every human being.
2: You have to. It has to be like the brightest uh, stars in the galaxy type thing.
3: But those guys usually don't. Odell oh, Beckham's so. going to have to be involved.
2: Oh, I like that. Beckham's a good
3: one. Let's take Reignite oh, out of Oh, Beckham and
2: it. Uh, Josh Norman. Oh, there you go. Think there you it. go. I There's the, there, it. there it is. Josh Norman and Odell Beckham. Will Robinson, there is your answer. You, you're trashing,
4: trashing Kanye, but he was a, I think they said some, some joke like this on SNL. When you're that, it's like the level of your talent is proportional to how much Crap! You're gonna put up with someone, and Kanye is still delivering the goods. So he forgot to preface it, up with it, it with
3: awful human being Kanye West. Doesn't matter if, if you bring. <laughs> I don't think bringing he's the music. awful human. He has to take away from anybody who's successful. But who he cares? Trashed him.
2: It's I, I, awful. I think he's out in space and he's floating further by the day but he's probably put out the best, like, collection of music over the last 10 years, uh, you know, at least in the hip-hop. Have, have it doesn't you,
3: entitle him to act like an ass. Have
2: you
4: listened to uh, the new album at all, Ultralight Beam? Anyone that can bring that into the world, whatever. Yeah. Who cares what they say? You know, they can I'm they a Kanye I care. Care. That's Apologies. what I'm saying. I care. It's about the art, not the artist, you know? Uh, Sydney, you like Kanye?
1: <laughs> not even a little bit. No. In fact, I think that he's a crazy person, and we as a society should stop enabling his crazy. Ooh. Thank you. Mm.
2: Maybe. Uh, he is, to me, the modern well, uh, Picasso. He's crazy, but brilliant.
1: Well, all right. That's I'm going a a that far. That, you have gone too this, far, potentially. Let's
2: move on to what? No, I don't think he went too far. Dan went right Thank right about. <laughs> See, Greg and I are back on the same page in life. <laughs> this I'm, I'm ne- No way I'm going to pronounce this last name correctly, but I'll give it a shot. Peter Kalatzopoulos. Oh, you got uh, at Pete Cazalapio. Um, which elite veteran QB without a ring deserves one most before retiring? He gives three options, Romo, Rivers, and Palmer. So really, which one of these guys would you like to see at a podium next February hoisting the Lombardi? Which story would you like the most? Wes?
3: The story I would like the most is Carson Palmer because I believe he's overcome the most out of all those. Mm-hmm. But I think the one who deserves it the most The one who's been the best quarterback consistently out of that three would be Phillip Rivers in my mind. Very close with Romo.
1: I go Romo easily because of kind of the slings and arrows and nonsense that he endured for the first half of his career, where if you look at him statistically, he's by far the most effective Cowboys quarterback in an era where it demands the quarterback to be perfect. And he was blamed for everything, including world politics, uh, wars, other things, famines. <laughs> Enough. Tony Romo winning the Super Bowl would be beautiful, but it's the other guy's are good team. I
2: like I like Wes's take on this. Like everything you said, I'm on board with. Rivers is an easy guy to root for. He's been stuck with crummy teams forever, and he's got this mess. How about the great San Diego Chargers? Maybe their last year, they win the Super Bowl. Wow. Then move though. Keep, then then keep, that, that would that, save the that team.
4: Would save I bet. The team. Am I, am I, Make a Disney movie about it. I'd definitely go Romo. I mean, Rivers maybe deserves it more slightly, but Romo I would rather see. I just think that – I mean, he's been more entertaining over his whole career. He's been such a great player. That would be an amazing story. Seems like a
3: really nice guy. He is. Yes.
2: Uh, next up, Andrew Lewis at Hatware2034. Oh, yeah. Uh, does Dan have any more tagline suggestions for the NFL? <laughs> In fact, I do. i are going to try these out. As always – uh, the criticism, I will not take personally. I am really want to find the next big tagline for the NFL, especially during the offseason. The NFL, 17-week season, 53-week obsession.
1: What's the extra week? What did yeah, there's
2: only 52. I know, here. exactly.
1: It's like eight days a week. It's your eight days a week <laughs> mantra. Exactly, Sydney.
2: <laughs> Is that a winner? No. Uh, keep going. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Sydney, uh, apologies in advance for this one. The NFL, I'm like a
1: pigskin in <laughs> Well, I like it, but the NFL suddenly has to censor its key message yeah, I fi- in all formats. I, I feel
4: know. like this, this is the most problematic NFL. That would be the most problematic NFL plan since the blue suit guy. I, I, I like <laughs> it. I don't think it can Too grow silly. legs.
2: <laughs> all right. Okay, finally, the NFL call the
1: fight. It's the best sport, obviously. Love it. <laughs> I like winner. that. I love that's, that. a that's a the winner. best one you've had. Because you know what? They should own that more. Every other sport is just struggling to stay above water. <laughs> well, the, you don't know anything <laughs> about any other sports. So. None, none of them matter on any level oh, to you. Right. No, but the NFL absolutely owns. the I knew territory. you would like this one. I that's fantastic. Like one. Yeah. That would book it.
2: Kind of written for you, Mark.
4: <laughs> you got to win. Call it. the fight. When it's good, it's good.
2: Okay, good. Uh, Moving on. Let's see if we got anything (laughs) else. We got time for one or two more. Um,
1: Baseball, calling itself the national pastime, get over yourself. It was. It was. That's exactly right. But they don't really do that anymore. How about operate in the press? Just
2: stay out of it. Enjoy your little football. It's a
1: pastoral sport.
2: (laughs) Uh oh, from PJ the Amazon or Asman, who is the worst driver? On the Around the NFL podcast crew.
1: Well, <laughs> I thought
3: I have really between s- two people because I, two people in this room have said in the past that they're bad drivers. Well,
1: I take back if I said that. You did say that. I I would own this because in my <laughs> life I've had I I've had a car. I basically drove my car into a five foot ditch at one point. <laughs> Um, just 48 hours ago, I took a hard right turn into a one direction only type lane and I was going the wrong way and had a girl slamming her fist against a window yelling at me <laughs> at a Barnes and Noble. I had a car roll out of my driveway over a hill down into someone's lawn and unearth a tree. So it's just been. Bad. Wasn't there
2: a, a, a text message related? Are you are well? a
1: spacey driver? Well, that was There's pre focus? text messaging. That was like a ni- uh, that was like nineteen ninety two.
2: Recently, wasn't there something else?
1: It's every week. I mean, I I don't. There was. I don't. Even, I answer. wouldn't even own a car if I didn't live in LA. So, I, you know, I can,
4: I can, you know, get a little too. Uh, maybe I'll lose focus a little bit. But if 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 <laughs> no. my if my. If I'm on, you know, I, I'm as you guys know, I've been a professional driver. Uh, Delivered. Oh, God. <laughs> Delivered pizzas. Uh, but, you know, I was driving in New York City for a while. So, you, you know, you, you can't mess around with that. My dad went. My, my dad recently here was like told me I drive like a taxi driver. And I said that that's like the nicest that's thing ever said to me.
2: That is a nice thing. You also did blow a tire running over a curb once.
4: Well, Aaron Hernandez had just <laughs> gone to jail and I was thinking about other things. He blames him. it on Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> it was. I had to drop my wife and kid off at brunch and drive back to write about Aaron.
1: Anyone, all of us <laughs> have been driving in L.A. for a long time. Anyone except Wes. This is new to West as a driver. But anyone I had a doing car that, when I first moved here and I have one now. Yeah, anyone doing that is a much better driver than you were before you got here to deal with this place.
2: Eh, I agree. I Especially so. the freeway driving yeah. that you will learn uh, very quickly how to navigate across eight lanes of traffic at 67 miles per hour. (laughs) All right, that's it. That's the mailbag, and that is another episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Next time you hear from us, we'll still be in Los Angeles uh, because we are all leaving collectively next Tuesday for Indianapolis, uh, flying through
1: Detroit. What? Come on, NFL. Well, they've wisely not put any of us on a plane together. Christ, put us on a flight to Indianapolis. Straight. There's no, there's no, no direct.
4: There's no directs on uh, the the airlines we use. I mean, you're blaming the NFL here, but they should blame Delta and United.
1: Sometimes Indianapolis
4: doesn't have all the flights you
1: want. We've How about, got enough people blaming airlines on Twitter, don't we? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot you. of that. But no, like you
2: know, if Rog is in LA. He ain't stopping over in D Town. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, you want us to have the same
3: <laughs> flight plans as Rog?
2: Uh, who gets more downloads? Uh, well, a podcast? he's
3: coming from New York. That's that's a direct for sure. Yeah, well, that's true. I think Rog can claim our downloads. Uh, all right. Does okay. he have a
1: plane like the president? Or he does has he eminent a domain. domain. I'm sure he does. What well, does he as think?
4: as you know, Dan, as a regular listener to the uh, Rosenthal and Jesselnick like Vanity Project, the what? You, um, uh, Roger Goodell. was, oh, a, was that was part that? of the show? Was that he that was long
2: of- since canceled? Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, podcast a, he, from yesteryear. He was a big. He was a big producer, big songwriter on our show.
2: Hmm. Oh, really? I don't get the joke, but I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> you, your podcast now joins that big uh, podcast uh, party in the sky with the coaches show. and <laughs> It could be coming you know, back, you know. I think it
3: So could the coaches back. show. But yeah, right.
2: Anyway, so yes, we'll be back on Monday, and then it's off to the combine. Until then, this is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, also known as The Sizzler, The Mailman. The boss and La Cid behind the glass. Tell Monday.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring,